FTI's Financial Services Podcast. FTI is a global advisory firm. We help organizations manage change, mitigate risk, and resolve disputes. I'm your host, Tilsia Toledo. I have over 25 years of experience in the financial services industry. This show is about the people I've met along the way and leading during uncertain times. You will hear from finance executives, law firm partners, dedicated government professionals, and many others. Today's guest is Precious Williams. She is the CEO of Perfect Pitches by Precious. Precious is a world-class master communicator, 13-time national elevator pitch champion, two-time number one best-selling author. She has been featured on Shark Tank, CNN, and the Wall Street Journal. Her current clients include Microsoft, LinkedIn, Google, eBay, and many more. Please enjoy. Precious Williams, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I am thrilled to have you. I mean, I think that when I found out that I was being asked to host a podcast, focus on financial services and leadership, you were one of the first people that I reached out to. And part of the reason is because whether you are a financial services executive, if you're a partner at a law firm, if you are, you know, someone who is in just various different fields, business development and pitching is such a critical part of what we do. For those of you who don't know, who don't understand background a little bit, can you just give us a little bit of color? And you know, I love your hashtag, Killer Pitchmaster. I am the killer master. Yes, yes, yes. I am Precious Williams. I'm the proud founder and CEO of Perfect Pitches by Precious. And I am a 13-time national elevator pitch champion. My work has been featured on Shark Tank. Yes, I appeared on Shark Tank, CNN, Wall Street Journal, top movies, documentaries around the world when it comes to business. And when I sell you, they call me the killer pitch master because I slay all competition. My clients have launched best-selling books. They have put out products and services that people just snatch up. If you have a business and you're seeking investors, I can help you get to those investors. If you're seeking media attention for your company, I can help you get there and craft the perfect pitch that'll get them interested in you. If you're at networking events and no one seems to want to take your virtual card, your regular business card, or want to talk to you, it's time for you to change your pitch because you want people to want to work with you and to think that you are different from the average. And overall, pitching is my life. I love what I do and I love teaching the art and the science of pitching. It got me out of even my legal career to create three companies that are successful, especially my third, Perfect Pitches by Precious. Excellent. So look, everybody is looking for creative ways to do business development. Yes, we are recording this. We're still in the middle of COVID. Hopefully by the time this gets released, some of this will be behind us. But can you give us some tips about how do we network in this area where everybody's working from home? Uh So- Give us some tips. How do we prepare to make sure we can make an impact and still keep those business development muscles flexed when we go to conferences that are virtual? And one of the ways that I think is just most critical and important is what does your virtual digital footprint look like? Are you more visible now? Are you offering content that's a dime a dozen? Or are you offering unique and fresh takes on things that people think they already know about? I'm a pitch man. 
Esther. People used to think that Shark Tank alone taught you how to pitch. And I'm here to tell you, that doesn't tell you anything. And I've been on Shark Tank. But you have to think about the content that you're really putting out there. And again, I'm not telling you you got to spend money here and there. But what is on your LinkedIn? How are you showing up in the digital world? Are you showing up as a, a content creator? Are you showing up as an influencer in your space? Are you showing up as an industry expert? You need to really be thinking about that. You might be saying, well, you know, I post every now and then. No, if people are home, what do you think they're consuming all day? They're on their computer. They're consuming social media. They're consuming real, tangible, bite-sized, digestible content. Number two, a lot of us are speakers. Since the physical speaking engagements have been canceled, how are you showing up virtually? How are you putting yourself out there and establishing yourself in your field? Are you writing books? Are you letting people know you've created eBooks? Have you created bite-sized video courses that helps people understand a little bit more about what you do? Another thing that I find that people really need to do is really look at your network. A lot of us have neglected our network. Who's in your network that can make warm introductions to the very people you really need to be in contact with? I'll give you an example. I am a mentor for We NYC, which is Women Entrepreneurs NYC. Now, years ago, I used to go to their events. I used to snap photos with the VIPs, and I thought that that was cute. As I've grown older, and now that I'm a mentor, one of the things I've realized is all the pictures with these people, that's cute. They don't know you. If someone can make a warm intro for you, that can change your life. And when I was going to We NYC events, I had no idea they were going to select me for being a mentor. They put me in the Wall Street Journal and Forbes magazine. Nice. Through connections. Now, did I see that coming? No. But as I have grown older, I see that networking isn't just, hey, I do this, give your pitch, hope people buy. No, no, no. When you go into your network, you have to first ask yourself, do they really understand what you do? Do they know the difference between a financial advisor and other things? I'm here to tell you, no. Our inboxes are full of pitches from a whole bunch of people who all sound the same. They all sound the same. Find a way to be different and find a way to monetize your network. You have diamonds in your backyard and you don't even know it. Look at who's in your list on LinkedIn. Actually, you're connected to I bet you, you're going to see people you never thought could help you. You're afraid to contact them because they're so big wig. And I say, talk to them. It's not about getting people to buy your stuff in the beginning. You want to build relationships so that when you make your big ask, and I always encourage people to make the big ask, they know you and they can push you forward. And even if you don't know people that well, they might know you just from what everybody else is saying. So when you just ask for something, they're like, oh, who can I make a connection with? And here's one of the things I truly want people to know to see, have you ever been asked, what can I do to help you? And a lot of us are like, I wasn't even expecting that question. If you need them to post your book to their network, your printing program, something cool you're doing, you won an award, who in their network would need to know that because they may be able to slide you into their company or corporation. And you were already vetted through the warm intro. Always have an answer. You know, I think that is such a great point. I mean, yes, I need to go through my LinkedIn context. I have many, but it's all about what is the quality of those relationships and how do you make sure that you're properly cultivating them? So I think you're making some critical, critical points. I mean, I remember when I met you, Precious, because I remember <laughs> we were both speaking at the Women of Color and Capital event in New York and you were on stage and I was taking so many notes 
that I said, I have to get to know her. I mean, really, I have to get to know her. So I think the points that you're making about content and making sure that you're presenting yourself in a certain way, that people are hearing something new, something different, very authentic, it's just so critical. Talk to us about, you may make that initial connection and you may have a little bit of back and forth. How do we make sure we follow up and keep it going? First of all, you need to take them from LinkedIn and put those email addresses into your, not your email list, but put them in a VIP folder in whatever program you're in, right? One of the things that I love to do, and I know you notice about me, every month or two, I will send out to my VIPs, like my greatest hits. These are the things that I've accomplished. These are the things that I'm doing. And you know what that does? It shows them even in a pandemic, an economic downturn or social unrest, you're still making it. So now they're looking at you different. So first it was like, oh, she cool. She cool. Oh, she's really doing it. And as you're doing that, maybe after the second one, start making your ass because they see the track record now. It's not just, hey, how you doing? Just checking in. That's cute. But if you're checking in with some stats and some figures, now it's a different story. And you can make your ask at the end. I just recently got something from SheEO. They were telling me they had reviewed my application. These are the women who want to stay in contact with me. Do you know I emailed each and every one of these women? I emailed them, kept it cute, kept it personal, and keep the connections. When I tell you each one of them wrote me back within one hour. You on my VIP list. So now I need to keep you going. I remember reaching out to you to say, I'm a board member of Women in Housing and Finance. We're putting our symposium together. You know, I'd like to chat with you. I don't think five minutes went by before you reply. I think that part of it is that you also want to mimic what you expect from others. Yes. If I want a quick response from others when I reach out, I have to make sure that when people reach out to me, that I'm also returning that favor. And even if it's that I can't really talk right now, but I will get back to you. I think that whatever it is that you want others to do, you also have to do for others. Yeah. It's like really being the change you want to see in the world. And let's be honest. There are times that I cannot respond to every email, every LinkedIn message in my account because I might be training, teaching, or coaching, but I will get back to you and make it worth your wait. I'm very thankful, but there are certain things I require because I want when people to contact my friends, my associates and everything, know enough about the person before you call. It's like when you want to do an interview, we always tell them, do your due diligence, but don't ever just sit around and just say, well, what do you do? You're contacting me. I need you to know. Another woman contacts me. She said, I want that same kind of thing when people see me. She asked me, how did I do it? So I referred her to three of my peeps that are a part of my secret sauce. And she was so appreciative. She's like, can you make the warm introduction? With pleasure. I want the people who support me to support others. And it's my recommendation to them. That's what we all need. If somebody's gonna call me about something, I'm not gonna tell you it's all me. It's my team, my team, my team. I want them to win. I want them to collect dollars and cents and have the impact for others so that their name keeps moving forward. I'm not the one who's doing it all. I have a team. My team needs to be out there too. Get it, get it how you live. No, I, I am a firm, firm believer that success is a team sport. And I think especially, you know, as somebody who's in consulting and financial services, where we're dealing with really challenging problems for our clients, it's never just about me. Because I have a full team that I rely on, that are my colleagues, that are able to deliver solutions. And to your point, I mean, somebody may come to me and ask me about an area that's outside of my specific, you know, whether it's like risk management, 
governance, compliance, that's my middle of fairway. But if somebody needs help with something outside of my lane, I definitely have a whole set of colleagues, right, at the firm that can help out. And I, I agree with you, that is the secret sauce. The secret sauce is how do you share the wealth and show up with a full team? So I love that. Yes. Now, I know that you are a two-time number one best-selling author, as I said in the introduction, and you have a third book coming Four. out. What can we expect from the third book? So from the third book, it's called Pitching for Profit, the Bad Bitches Playbook for Converting Conversations into Currency. And this book, you know, listen, I've written pitch books and stuff like that. That's great. This is what we take pitching to the next level. So think about it like we all play sport. There's a coach. You get in the huddle. Let's say we're going to football huddle. What do we do with the coach? We, with the coach, we run the play. So we've already studied our competition. We've already know how to do certain things. A coach in that moment will help you focus and say, hey, when this happens, this is what you do. When this happens, this is what you do. Run the play. We practice, we practice, we practice. Now, when you're in the moment, this is what you do. So I teach more on taking pitching to the next level as far as getting affiliates getting real referrals, how to monetize your network so that your name is spoken in places that you will never enter. You do get people who will get you those big corporate contracts. You do get those paid speaking gigs because your network is working for you. How do you get them to do it? A lot of us swear we want referrals and da da da. How do you incentivize people? Mm. How do you get, how do you stay top of mind with people? Oh, this book goes in. And when I said converting conversations into currency, I don't mean just cash. The title of the book is Pitching for Profit. That's totally different now. It's not just pitching anymore. Now we're doing profit, not revenue, profit. So in all of these, you're truly monetizing your network to do the hard work for you now. Well, first of all, I mean, I think it starts with you. There's a level of self-awareness that you need to have about yes. you and your capabilities to then be able to communicate that to others and what that message is. And then others will then replicate that message when you're not in the room. So there's a process. And, and one of the things that I want to pull the thread on just a little bit more is the idea of being different and not being okay. like everybody else, right? Because that's how you stand out. Like if you look like everybody else in the room, so what? Now let's face it, taking that path that may look different from others and you started your career, you know, you went to law school, you were a lawyer, and then you did that turn. So talk a little bit about being willing and having enough faith in yourself and your capabilities to take that path that's different from everybody else. First of all, that's an awesome question. And it all started when I was a little girl, you know, we were latchkey kids, right? I spent my time watching shows like Intimate Portrait on Lifetime, Biography on A&E, Behind the Music and stuff like that. And one of the things that I think subconsciously I took in is all the greats went through something. They had to believe it first and everybody was against them and yet they had to keep going. And a lot of times the stories are told from people who don't look like us, but this thing still resonated in deep in my subconscious. When I was a little girl, I used to watch Sally Jesse Raphael and Phil Donahue. I don't remember seeing Oprah until I got older. And I remember loving Sally Jesse because she was short. She was a white woman with red glasses and I loved her red glasses. That, that was so funky. That was funky to me. I think I said, everybody remembers those red glasses. I love, she was funky, funky. And you know, as I grew older and I didn't realize I had the gift of speech. I didn't realize I had that. When I was 16 years old, here I'm speaking before the mayor of the, the city of St. Louis and the governor of Missouri. 
didn't still didn't realize I had a talent and a skill set and an ability. The older I got, and I swear it wasn't until my 30s that I realized I have a true gift and being able to pitch. So to go back to your question, when I had negative $400 in my bank account and I needed to pitch to get where I needed to go, who was really talking about pitching that long ago, 10 years mm. ago? Nobody, nobody. I'm telling you, nobody, right? Right. And I've been speaking since I was 16 years old. My first pitch was literally to the producers at MSNBC. My first pitch got me on national television. My second pitch got me $500,000. And then I went on to be a 13-time national champion. And that led to Shark Tank and all these other amazing things. But in the beginning, you know what people told me? Fat, black, no Ivy League degree. Nobody cares about pitching. But let me tell you something about a visionary and a trailblazer. You see things others cannot see. So me expecting people to agree ain't going to work. And God, I promise, needs no co-signers. So I had to believe the God in me and the vision he put in me to keep going. And what have we learned from the story? When you're a visionary and a trailblazer, people will always stump on you. One, they're afraid. Two, they don't understand because the vision wasn't given to them, it was given to you. And also when you fully embrace your difference, and I'm 41, I fully embrace it. I like to change my wigs like I changed my underwear. I don't like wearing suits at all. So you don't catch me in suits. You catch me in cute cute clothes, you dresses and stuff. I, listen, I keep it funky. And none of the big companies I work with have ever said, no, precious, I'd like you to tone it down. I come with energy. Most people who speak don't. Most people don't even know how to come across virtually. I keep the same pace and energy. I want you to feel me. In embracing difference, I'm a Black woman. Sometimes I'm in spaces where I'm the only one. And you know what? I'm a represent to the fullest. My difference should be celebrated, not tolerated. And so I don't hang in spaces where I'm not celebrated. Amen. And when you create your, yes, and when you create your own be prepared for people to hate, but you got to let a hater do their job. Their job is to hate. Your job is to keep them talking. I love it. Now, Precious, we talked about the fact that you have three books out there. I do believe that leaders are readers. Yes. So tell me, what are you reading? I love this book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. Mm -hmm. Never split the difference. How to win friends and influence people. Love it. Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Mm-hmm. Those are the books that I keep. I always have to go back multiple times in the year. Just, I need, I need a little something, a little funk, a little funk. And I also love reading books by women who are writing about their stories. So it's not like I like the compilation books, but I love women who sit down and write great books. I purchase them. I really do. I like to show my network. I'm thankful for what you do. Let me get that book. I don't even hesitate. Oh, precious. I was afraid to ask. Don't be afraid. Let me get up on that. I remember my first sale. The first is when you always remember and it's the domino effect. So I would encourage everyone listening. If someone is doing something, you have the finances to get a book or something like that, support them. You don't know how much that first sale means to the person because it validates their concept because everybody told them it would never work. How many people told me I'd never, I was too fat, too black and all this kind of stuff. My billboard was in Times Square. Do you know what that did for me? It validated something God told me when I was five. Billboard in Times Square. Wow. Did I know I'm going to live in New York City? No, queen. I've been here 12 years. Wow. No, that's amazing. Precious, we definitely learn a lot about you, especially not just through this podcast, but also when we read your books, we learn a lot about your personal story. I'm also curious about just overall dealing with working from home and things like that. Tell me a little bit about how have you spent your time, your downtime? Like what, is there anything that you're obsessed about right now? Girl, uh, I love watching makeup tutorials. Oh, makeup I'm never going to use. Oh, really? <laughs> 
I love like on YouTube, I love watching Company Man and Cold Fusion. They're like business shows and they're like taken from a different perspective. I love it, right? So I love makeup tutorials. I like, oh, true crime. Girl, I love true crime since I was a little girl. What are we talking about? Ghost stories, mysteries. Girl, mysteries of the Bible. Ooh, love it. I also love buying masks and putting them on my face. <laughs> I love high-end makeup at times. I love, like, if I look around here, I love getting home decor because, you know, I moved into my two-bedroom apartment in August. And girl, I'm looking at the stuff here. I'm like, what's got to come out of boxes? <laughs> you know, I love reconnecting with my friends and my family. The pandemic, I think, is the great reset. I think it has challenged me to be like, everything is in business. Again, hashtag relationships matter. And so I'm so proud of the relationships that I've developed. Love that I have real women in my life, just like you, like you, who truly support me. You saw me two years ago. Right. And we still remember each other. Like, I remember being on that stage. That's when I met Microsoft. That's when I met Goldman Sachs. That's when I met all these things, that all these companies, just from six minutes on stage. Six minutes. Six minutes. Six very memorable, memorable minutes. You let your light shine when you were on that stage. So I'm not surprised that all these great things have come your way. You know, my standard saying is always game, recognize this game. And you know it. So I am not surprised at all that all these wonderful things have happened. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience today? Yes. So going back to hashtag relationships matter, being visible and everything. A lot of my biggest speaking engagements have come from other speaking engagements. People hearing me once and being like, oh, we need to bring her here. So I spoke at Spelman College earlier this year. And it was a woman who wasn't even supposed to be in the audience. She just kind of came down. She's like, bad bitches. What's that about? Okay. We at Spelman. What's that about? She heard me, booked me to speak at the Four Seasons. She booked me for the Federal Reserve Bank. Riddle me that. Overall, I'm grateful and I'm humbled that two years and three months ago, I walked out of homelessness. If God ain't good, I can tell you, you can look at my whole life story and be like, that's a miracle every day. It's a miracle. I don't talk about visibility for just to be talking about it. I wrote books on how to come out of nowhere and blow the industry away. You have so many speakers who are not booked and busy, who rested on their laurels and ain't nobody calling. You have financial professionals in all aspects of the game, phone ain't ringing or whatever. And I always talk about what Dr. Sherwood says, visibility trumps ability a lot. The more people see you, the more comfortable they are with you the more they're likely to work with you. The hit them once and think it's cute. No, you need to hit them multiple times. And we always hear about seven to 12 times. Let me tell you something. One word of mouth from the right source. They go to your website. It's a wrap. I encourage all of you that no matter how dark it may seem, don't be like everybody else and be average, random, or ordinary. I want you to get visible and be unapologetic about it because your opportunities are coming. Excellent. On that note, Precious, Thank you so much. Every single time we have any kind of exchange is always a wonderful experience for me. And I just appreciate you coming on the show. I thank you so much. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please email financeandleadership at fticonsulting.com. Tune in next time where our guest will be Rachel Rodman, partner at Catwalker.